Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that a lot of people are curious about. Some states require this, and it's called the HACEP plan, or an SOP, some states refer to. It has a standard operating procedure, whatever your procedures are. A HACEP plan stands for Hazardous Analysis Critical Control Points, and that has to do with food coming through your business from the point that you go and receive it to the point that it's cooked, held, and then given to a guest when it's assembled as your finished menu product. We're going to add a couple of things onto a HACEP checklist so that you will have a good operating business, but also it contributes to your safety. So we'll go through all the the different sections of a HACEP plan here in just a second, but the things that I add deal with trailer safety, deal with the utilities. So for trailer safety, you're looking at keeping records of when the when the wheel bearings were greased, or the fire extinguisher, uh, when was it last checked and last dated, the air pressure in your tires, the lights, the turn indicators, the brakes, the backup lights all working. You're looking at the door latches and the tire condition, the safety chains on the hitch system. You're looking at all those different things to make sure that when you get up in the morning and the trailer's loaded and ready to pull out that it's safe. And then you also want to make sure that at the end of the night, when you're a little bit tired, you have that, that checklist to double check yourself to make sure everything's hooked up and stored away safely and properly. And everything's going to work on your drive home. That's why you do a safety checklist. It's very, very important. When it comes to the utilities, what I add on are things like, is the freshwater tank full? Is the wastewater tank empty in the morning? When was the last time that we sanitized the wastewater tank? We're gonna look at the propane. Is there enough propane to get through the day? Is it turned off for travel? When we get to the location, we're gonna turn it on and we're just gonna double check to make sure there's no leak. We're looking at the generator to make sure it's got enough fuel for the day. We've got all the extension cords that we need. And when was the last time that we did the general maintenance on the generator? You're changing the oil and that type of thing. And then, of course, before we ever move the trailer, whether it be a food truck or a trailer, we want to make sure that all of the food, all the pots and pans, all of the cleaning supplies, everything is stored. Everything is locked so that when we move, nothing opens and falls out and gets all over the floor. You got to have a checklist for that. Make yourself do it. No matter how repetitive it seems, you need to do the checklist. So add those things to your HACEP checklist, trailer safety, and all your utilities. Now let's get into the the topics you would need on a typical HACEP plan. The first topic would be personal hygiene, and this is where you're reminding yourself and your employees about hand washing and hair nets and uniform cleanliness and all of those things that deal with the person and personal hygiene. One of the things that a lot of states now are adding to their inspections are employees who appear to be sick or have symptoms of certain illnesses, especially ones that could contribute to a foodborne illness. Employees are required to tell you when they have those type of symptoms, and then you're legally obligated to tell them go home or don't come into work. So you have to have that kind of a policy and procedure in place on the personal hygiene section. Then you got to have a section on food source, and it's going to be an approved source. You can't use homemade products. You can't use things that grandma canned for you last Christmas. You have to use all the food that's on your food truck and trailer has to be from an approved source. If you're required to prep in a commissary, you, you need to have that as a part of your checklist. So you're talking about just the food and the food source. Because remember, a HACEP plan is the progress your food makes from the point you buy it, the point you receive it, all the way through all the processes you do from holding and prepping and cooking and 
then holding it again when it's on the cook side, and then assembly, and finally the presentation. These control points are super, super important because if you make somebody sick, having a checklist like this helps to either pinpoint the problem that your operation had that created to making somebody sick, or in the best case scenario, having these checklists done properly shows that you're not the one at fault. This person got sick because perhaps they abused the food after they received it. Maybe they let it sit for an hour before they ate it. Maybe it wasn't even your food at all that made them sick. So if you have these records that are kept on a daily basis, it helps keep you out of trouble. We talked about personal hygiene. We talked about a food source. Next that we talk about is the cold uh, holding in the dry storage. So once you receive the food, you've gone to Sam's Club or you've received it from Cisco and it comes into your uh, food truck or trailer or your commissary storage, you've got to have records for the temperature of the cooler and the freezer to prove that yes, we received this product and it was frozen and then we put it into an area that had this particular temperature. You're also responsible to test the products when you purchase them. Are they at the right temperature? If it's supposed to be a refrigerated product, is it less than 40 degrees? When you get something from Cisco, you should be taking the temperature of a couple of cases coming off of their truck to prove first to yourself that it's quality and they haven't allowed it to thaw out. Because if you've ever watched people deliver, they tend to cheat on their gasoline consumption. It'll turn off the generator so that the refrigeration shuts off so they can help unload the truck which makes their life more comfortable, but it defrosts the food. It raises the temperature. So you want to make sure that the truck driver is not abusing the food before you've ever gotten it. You have to have a section on food preparation so that it talks about how you have a prep sink set up to wash your potatoes or to wash your lemons. It talks about how to do all the cleaning and sanitation. So all those little steps on food preparation, having color-coded cutting boards, for instance, having color-coded tongs or color-coded knives so that you're not using a knife or using a cutting board that you cut beef on and then just going ahead and popping down the chicken and, and cutting it as well. So you have all the food preparation things to make sure you're doing all your food prep in a safe manner. Then you've got a section on cooking to make sure that all the food is being cooked properly to the right temperature. So if you cook food in batches, you should be checking those batches and then recording the temperature of those batches. If you're cooking something and then cooling it, so that you can use it again the next day. You gotta have that procedure written and then how long it took for the products to reach certain temperatures. For example, when you cook something, it should go from 140 down to 70 within the first two hours. And then to get from 70 to under 40, it has to be done within the next four hours. So you have to have that procedure laid out and to make sure that if you are using that procedure, that it's being recorded. You need to have the hot holding and reheating procedures. So some of that cooled off food that you pull back out of the refrigerator, you're going to heat back up and be able to serve it. So you have to have that procedure. Typically, leftover foods need to go to 165 and need to stay there for at least 15 seconds to help kill any of the, the bacteria that could have possibly grown overnight. Then you can put that food out ready for service. Hot food needs to be held, at, depending upon your state, either 135 or 140. I suggest 140 because that gives you five more degrees for it to cool off after it's been assembled and given to a guest. When you go to reheat food, it needs to go from cold to reheated within two hours. So you need to get it up to that 165 within two hours. You never use a steam table to reheat food. It has to be reheated on a grill, reheated on a stovetop, and then put in the steam table because the steam table will take it through the danger zone for many hours. It'll never get to 165. It'll only get into the 150s at the most. So you never reheat from a steam table. 
Then you have a whole section on cleaning and sanitizing. What are your procedures? For example, you need to change out your sanitized water every four hours if you have buckets on stations. How do you monitor that? When do you, you know, write the time on them, when they need to be changed out? You've got to have the sanitized uh, solution test strips available based on whatever sanitizer you use, whether it's bleach or the ammonia or whatever it is that you're using, you got to have that particular test strip available. And everybody on the food truck needs to know how to use them. You got to have a procedure for storing towels, for instance. And here's a pet peeve of mine. We don't have rags. Garages have rags. We have towels. So when you are storing those towels, you need to have a procedure. Where are they stored? And they should be stored in the sanitized water. They shouldn't be left on the counter open. Because if you set up sanitizer spray bottles, the same deal. They have to be set up and then they have to be tested. And then, of course, you need to have a section on just maintenance as far as all the equipment inside the trailer, inside the food truck. So when was the condenser coils cleaned on your refrigeration system? When was the last time you did a fryer boil out? When was the last time the sides of the fryers were cleaned, or the, the splash guards on the grill? When was the hood cleaned? All those type of things need to be on a checklist so that you know if they're getting done on a timely basis. And then the very last section of any good quality HACEP plan is a temperature log. So all the temperatures I've been mentioning as far as doing and procedures, you need to have now a list for all those things. So your delivery and pickup temperatures, you're gonna talk about the vendor, what the frozen temperatures were, what the refrigerated temperatures were. So you have an actual list. This is the product I checked, this is the temperature it was. If you have a freezer or a cooler or a grill or an oven or a hot water tank or a fryer or any other piece of equipment, those should be listed with what you expect the span to be as far as the temperature range and then what your actual temperature range was. So if you expect your hot water to be 110 to 120, you're going to temp it every single day to make sure it's reaching that temperature. You're going to temp your fryer. Don't just assume because it's set at 375, it's reaching 375. The same with your grill, the same with your ovens, the same with the cooler and freezer. Don't go by whatever the temperature setting is Stick a thermometer in there and verify that the thermometer that's inside is showing the same temperature. If you go to recook food, we talked about the procedure you need to have. Now you need to record those temperatures. If you're doing chili, for instance, we pulled chili out of the cooler and we got it to 165 in one hour. So then you're writing down what the temperature was hit and how long it took to get there. And every product, you're going to do that. And you want to give yourself little notes on how it should be stored, how it should be covered, how it should be cut. And then that little checklist to go by them. And you do that for every single product. And if you're open for multiple hours, you'll be temping products and checking your equipment multiple times throughout the day. If you're open from 10 in the morning till 8 at night, you should check it before you get busy. For lunch, you should check it after you're coming out of your lunch period. Check it again before going into your busy dinner rush. And then check it as you're coming out. You want to make sure that your equipment can handle the stress of you being busy and opening and closing the doors and all the kinds of things that you do to the equipment. You want to check it multiple times. So that's the basics. I have one on our Facebook group is called Food Truck Training. You go into the file section and we have a HACEP plan that will help you to do all the things that I just mentioned. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you are, please consider supporting us or follow one of the links in the description and offer that support. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you guys love being around like-minded, supportive, positive people, join the Facebook group I mentioned. Again, it's called Food Truck Training. 
You're going to find a ton of information, a whole bunch of inspirational people, and I promise you all of us are there to help you succeed. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're finding all the information useful in your food truck journey. Come back tomorrow. I'll have another topic.